We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. some proof, Bob, that I'm uh, I'm in one game at a time mode. Oh, you are? There's like only full, one left, Josh. full-scale one game at a time <laughs> mode. Was I the only one completely thrown off by uh, by spring appearing yesterday? Uh, okay, so you thought that as well yesterday, I right? I was like, I, I, I was looking a for a baseball game yesterday. I don't have a complaint, nope. but what the hell is this? I enjoyed every minute of it yesterday. It was in the 60s. I thought about taking the top off the Bronco at one point yesterday. And I'm like, are we really here? Are we at this point of the year where it's already spring has sprung after last week's winter? Yeah, because all I've been doing is following, you know, road road playoff weather. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And this 60 or whatever was out of nowhere. Yesterday. Well, like, I've been looking I'm forward like, to it for a week. A, wait a minute here. We're, I mean, totally miss this. Yeah. Pleasant surprise. Usually it's the reverse, right? It's like super cold. And you're like, wait, no one told me about this. Um, I feel like yesterday was was really weird, and I'm like, yeah, uh, shorts, yeah, maybe, maybe, bah, probably not. No, it's still supposed to be warm the next couple of days, and it, it gave you the kind of that spring feeling yesterday. And I was walking around and going, God, is the football season over already? Like it did. It felt like the middle of March, or like like there should be an NCAA tournament game on, or a Cactus League baseball maybe, game, or uh, something like that. Is it Pro Bowl games? Pro what is Bowl? It called? No, that's this weekend. No, yeah. what's it called? Though is that what's called? Uh, no, the uh, the the Pro Bowl championship is going to be mm. on Sunday, is what they're advertising. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So because so. you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the championship is going to be on Sunday. They're trying to pedal that. People, Binkley will watch that thing. He'll be people he'll, he'll do be watch dialed it. in. I, I don't know, know they do. why, but yep. people do watch it. People love complaining about the Pro Bowl and then sit down and they enjoy watching the Pro Bowl. So enjoy watching the Pro Bowl this weekend. I would just be mad my guys were in it. Yeah, that's where you have to be. I, wouldn't, I can't watch it because of that because it means your guys are out. Mm-hmm. Our guys are I not in it. I don't. I don't mind not having a. Care. No, it's it's it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Probably not going to sit down and watch the Pro Bowl or the uh, or the Pro Bowl games. I know they're trying to do it up with the Mannings and all that kind of stuff, like they've done in the past, and have some fun with it. But hey, when your team's going to the Super Bowl, I don't have much on my plate for the uh, for the Pro yeah. Bowl because we got bigger fish to fry, and that's getting out to Las Vegas and uh, and, and enjoying this uh, enjoying the Super Bowl. We're twelve days away now, Josh, and it's, it feels like. It's going to be slow, but it's also going to be very, to very fast. This. Just slow down a minute. Yeah. Let me talk about spring weather. Oh, you still, you still ready? Like, I was outside like Harbaugh, looking at the sky mm-hmm. and and pondering, you know, what clouds were thinking. Yeah, I know. I'd sat outside for a little bit yesterday. It's good to get that vitamin D. Did you mow yesterday? Did you have a mower I yesterday in not, the neighborhood? You asked me, are there mowers going on? I'm like, yeah. huh. And I I I just gotten home, and I'm like, I'll stick my head out and see. And I didn't hear anybody. No, there were some tree limb picker uppers though that's fine from the ice yeah from, from the, the ice, ice storm so yeah. 
So there was a, there was a lot of that going on. I, I had my fingers crossed yesterday that the old not guys me, would be out. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that either. Yeah, that, I, I take I and burn run, them. I'll run over it with the lawnmower before I, <laughs> before you pick it up. I'll up, take yeah. all your sticks. I'm yeah. serious. You want to have your kids collect the sticks yeah. a penny a piece and bring them over to the house? They I'll take them all. Anymore. They won't do that Past anymore. That age, Past yeah. That, yeah. So are mine, I guess. Um, but I, I I thought for sure yesterday we'd have the old guys outside mowing, but then you realize it's been wet. The snow's been on the ground. It's probably a little too wet to mow. Give it another two days like yesterday. If we get to Thursday and it's dry, there's a good chance. Why weren't they out there with the leaf blower drying it off? Drying the grass off. Yeah, like, I was shocked I didn't see any of them it out there yesterday. That's great, actually. Yeah. If your neighbor's out there drying the lawn. <laughs> what are you doing there, in order, Ned? In order, in order, in order well, to, drying the lawn. In order to mow it later. You're drying mm. the lawn? Why? Well, yeah. I got to mow it on Thursday. Yeah. It's January, sir. Yeah, don't worry about it. No. But I'm not falling for it because it's not. I know it's not over. I know it's not over yet. Oh, it's over. Look at the 45-day forecast. It's over. Did at least that's farmer, what I'm telling myself. The farmer's almanac. Tell you uh, I don't know about that. I just look at the AccuWeather forecast. Mm-hmm. I don't get all caught up in the day to day. You know, oh my God, the storms are coming. People, but how do you get but... 45 days out? I think you have to pay. Don't you have to pay no, for that that's a free there? one. Yeah, oh. you, you get a uh, you get a um, like a, a a tease, if you will, of the 45 day forecast. Mm-hmm. Now, if you click on a day to try to find out what it's going to be, then they want your money, and I'm not paying for oh, that. Okay, but you can get like temperatures. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, should yeah, probably yeah. I should probably go that, that yeah. far out. Looks usually, looks like in the 50s for the most part. Seven-day max. I hope What's that rodent game? on uh, Friday sees a shadow or whatever he's supposed to do to oh, make sure there. spring. Yeah, because yeah, Friday's Groundhog Day. Mm. Feels like today's Groundhog Day, quite honestly, Josh. So the uh, the Chiefs apparently will not have Charles Amenahu. That's right. According to reports, a torn ACL yeah. in his knee. Kick it back in 12 days from that. Sources uh, telling uh, Bleacher Report. All right. Well, I mean, you you do have those stories of oh, I just played on it for a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't think that's probably going to be the case. I think you like, can play on the MCL, right? There's nothing. There's nothing you could do about it right now. You can go ahead and you know give it a shot, but no, I don't think he's going to play. I feel I feel worse for him than I do for the Chiefs. Yeah, right. Like the Chiefs, I feel like you can absorb this. I it's, mean, they missed him the first six games of the season, right? Not really. No, no, I, he he didn't play. I mean, I should yeah, say. not I mean, missed him. Yes, saying, wrong. Saying, yeah, you didn't really miss him. No. He's a nice addition, um, but. As we've seen with this defense, I'll plug somebody else in. It'll be fine. Look, I love Mike Dana. I'm, I'm excited to see him get more playing time. I'm more sad for him because players like that, you want to be a part of this and join the fray and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of be absorbed into the expectations. Right. You know? Yeah, sure. So I like the residual payoff of guys like him, Drew Tranquil, those that have that have come here with the intention of, oh, let's, yeah, let's go to a winning organization. Mm-hmm. And... I want them to get their payoff. <laughs> That's if that makes yeah, any sense. Yeah, no, I understand. You, 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 you've gotten to the point now with this organization where if you come here, you're expecting to go to a Super Bowl yeah. and you're expecting to experience the opportunity of being in the biggest game and the biggest spectacle on earth. And now Charles Men, who obviously gets to be a part of all of that stuff, kind of on the outside looking in, but he doesn't get the opportunity to play in that game. The good news is, um, is that they, they've got plenty of backups. Now, I don't know what that means going forward for next season either, though. That that's where if you're Charles Amena, who now you're thinking you're probably going to miss all of next year as well because you know this injury happened at the end of January and as we know with an ACL it takes about a year to get better and then after that I mean you're talking two full years if you ask anybody who's had the ACL surgery that plays a professional sport 
it's two full years before you start feeling yourself and feeling normal and feeling like you can trust that knee again. So it's going to be interesting to see what this does for the rest of his career and moving forward, you know, here with the Chiefs and how this injury kind of affects his playing time. Because I'm not counting on Charles Amena, who now to be here next year. He may be one of those guys that works to get back late in the season, Josh. And then what are you really expecting from a guy who works to get back late in the season? And so defensive end may have to be an area of concern now well, going into this offseason. Again, I'm not I'm not counting on it because you just haven't seen it and he's been not active during the playoffs, but your first round pick is a defensive end. Well, there you go. That's right. I uh, forgot uh, about him. I know. That's, that's a little bit of the problem. Yeah. I, I wish... They were able to find a way to get him at least a little sniff of the postseason. Mm -hmm. Because he's been inactive. He's been inactive. Not because he's hurt. He's been a healthy scratch. Right. Correct. He's been in in the numbers game. Right. But now they may have to go out there and and utilize him. And that's not a great sign looking forward, right? Right. Like, there's nothing that he has done for you, the fan, on the field that says, that screams, well, just plug him in the lineup next year. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. That's going to be a big question mark in the offseason. Um, the Chiefs will probably have to tell you he's done some great things behind the scenes and in practice and done whatever. And honestly, you, if they tell us that, who's to say you, no? Because you haven't seen it in a game. He hasn't cracked the lineup. He hasn't cracked the rotation. Um, but he's going to be a guy, I think, in year two, you have to have some expectation for him. Yeah, and I think right? that's, that, that's, that's a good follow-up because, like I said, I, I forgot about Felix because he's done nothing this year. I mean, there, there's, no, there's no memory of him at all. to have a red shirt year. Right, which is great. And, which, is, which, is, which is terrific. Right. But now you got to play. ticks quick. Now do you think he's going to be active for the Super Bowl? I would imagine probably in this situation, unless you go out and sign Frank Clark, which I don't think is going to happen, but it ne- you, you never know, right? You go out and make a know, move like that. You might pick one of the interior guys instead. Yeah, maybe. You know, an extra interior guy. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Because now you got Derek Nadi down and Charles Amenahu down. Those are two of your big-time stars on that defensive line. Like, those are big-time players. I'm more concerned with Derek Nadi not being there in the run game with Christian McCaffrey than than anything. Baltimore took away the run game because, well, they didn't run the football. (laughs) I was doing an interview with one of the guys out in Las Vegas yesterday on the VEASAN network, and he goes, were you surprised as everybody else? They they didn't run the football. And like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when you get gashed for 182 the prior week, how tough. Todd Monken doesn't run the football, but I'm sure he's a hot coaching candidate for somebody right now. Um, and and so with Derek Nadi out and, and then Christian McCaffrey coming up in, in the next two weeks, you'd love to have him there from, from that standpoint. And for me, Brock Purdy, I don't picture him much as a, a, a runner, if you will, as a quarterback, more of a traditional pocket passer. You'd love to have Charles Abena who come ripping around the edge and getting Brock Purdy. But maybe, maybe Josh, it's a coming out party for a guy like Mike Dana on the national scene, who, again, I love watching that guy play high motor, man, and makes plays. Love that kid. But maybe we do get the opportunity now to see Felix play in a big-time moment. And, and how fitting would it be for a guy like Felix to come in and play in the Super Bowl, not having played all year play. and make a play? Like, make the You'd play, feel, right? You'd feel great about it. Can, can, can you really doubt something like that would happen? Everything we've seen over the last five years with this organization, would we really be shocked? that Felix is playing in the Super Bowl and comes around the edge and rips Brock Purdy's face off and smashes it into the ground and says, how's that mystery irrelevant? How does that taste to you? Uh, now, Omenahu has an out for next season in the contract, basically an out, but I don't know. Well, with the injuries with change injury things, changes you know? things, and then you're yeah. like, okay, he was on a two-year deal, and... You're not going to get. You're not going to get much out of that. Get much out of that one. That two-year um, deal has turned into basically a ten-week contract 
for Charles Amenahu, right? Because you missed the first six games of the season. That makes 11 weeks left. You missed the Super Bowl. So maybe he had 14 games with the Chiefs uh, that you're going to look at over the course of his career. But he made some big plays this year. I mean, look what he did on Sunday, Josh. I mean, taking care of Lamar Jackson like that and 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 stripping the ball and, and, and the Chiefs getting it back in that type of situation. Like, that's a big-time play. And if Charles Amenahu goes on to do nothing else here in Kansas City, I'm not going to be mad at the Charles Amenahu contract. I'm going to be upset for Charles Amenahu because he didn't get the opportunity to fulfill mm. his contract. This isn't like a Kadarius Tony or an MVS or somebody like that that you look at and you go, okay, that guy has cost us games. Charles Amenahu has gone out there and when given the opportunity to play, I think he's played really well this year for the Chiefs. And that's what stinks about it because I think he's one of these guys that use the term like an ascending player. I think Charles Amenahu has kind of been an ascending player all year. Quiet, but absolutely very proficient at what he does out there. So the loss is big, but yeah, next season, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how quickly he's going to be able to bounce back from this. I just don't think it's likely. Uh, NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. Be listening coming up at 8.50 today. Your chance to get registered to win a $500 gift card to High V. Be one of the uh, the five uh, finalists this week. Just be listening for a highlight at 8.50. You tell us which uh, big game appearance involving the, the Chiefs it was from, and you'll be in the hopper for a $500 gift card from hy V. Again, that's coming up today and the rest of the week at 8.50. If this is the down year, well, sign us up for more next. Fesco in the morning. That's the way you pass the Johnson County parent test. You yell about offsides and have no idea what it is. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Bob, I was a little nervous yesterday. I opened up the refrigerator and I was just hoping. I kind of had like one eye open. I was Mm -hmm. opening. I'm like, I was gone all weekend. You know, is there going to be any Daisy Brand sour cream French onion dip? There was just a little bit left in the bottom, and I could scoop out and get some of that. It is outstanding, and the creamy ranch dip, terrific as well. See, you always complain about your kids not throwing anything away in the refrigerator. Aren't you glad they didn't throw the rest of that yes, dip away and say, hey, this is yep. empty. I'm going to toss it and help out Dad. No, that's how good these dips are. Our kids love them. I love them as well. The French onion dip is my favorite with the pretzel crisp. Just dip it in there. And the cool thing is it's not just sour cream with a season packet. It's better. It's pre-made dips. They're ready to rock and roll. All you got to do is take them off your grocer shelf and take them home, open them up, and they're ready to go. No MSG, no other weird junk you can't pronounce. It's just all natural ingredients in these Daisy Dips. It's Daisy brand sour cream, French onion dip, and creamy ranch dip. 40 years in the making. Get them now. Fiddling through a Tuesday. Along with Bob Vesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Isaac Deer producing today. This is this from Gene in Montgomery? It probably is. Probably is Gene from Montgomery playing this, actually. I could see him doing the Gene in Montgomery. Dancing. Oh, he's an unbelievable yeah, dancer. I bet, I bet he is. An unbelievable dancer, is. yeah. For a large you. gentleman, he is That's an good. unbelievable dancer. Thanks, Coach, from the 913. Why? What did it um, say? George Strait. I don't care who it is. Like it doesn't matter. Was it George? Yeah, it's, I don't it's, know. It's the king. Is yeah, of course George? it is. Yeah, but okay. I we weren't. Asked, let's not name that tune. Yeah. Right. Well, I could name that in three no notes. One was, no one was asking. Um, if this is the down year, like just 
Keith signing us up for more, right? Well, God, yes. I mean, I, I, I've been hearing all year long about this team being, you know, down this year, right? They can't win because they don't have any wide receivers. In fact, I was talking to one of the old guys yesterday at the at, at the J Vic, and, and he goes, man, I I don't know, man. We, we still need one of these streaking wide receivers. I don't know how far we're going to make it. I go, Vic, we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I started laughing. Like, it's become like one of these deals where – Everybody just keeps going back to we just don't like it's constant now with the, without this wide receiver and this down year and all this kind hey, of stuff, right? Two thousand yard receivers and, and, and a thousand yard rusher. I know. I told somebody that yesterday. And the best quarterback who's in a complete, complete category of his own, right? And and seemingly that wasn't and enough. and that wasn't enough. No, <laughs> I mean when you you do the say it out loud test because I was on with somebody Again, yesterday thousand, talking Chiefs. They didn't get a thousand. I get it. Uh, but they, but, but they, the I other mean, team where you look at those numbers and you go, they're just fine. Yeah, so the Chiefs are like, oh my, my gosh, gosh, I don't know what and we're going to do. The NFL world's telling you they need more. But and what the Chiefs should have done? Like, what? But the Chiefs should have done though, Josh, as they were you know, kind of coming down the stretch and getting close to those numbers, they should have made it imperative. So they did get Travis Kelsey a thousand yards. They did get Rashi Rice a thousand yards, and they did get Isaiah Pacheco a thousand yards as well. Because if you had Pacheco at a thousand, Rice at a thousand, and Kelsey at a thousand, then there's really nothing that they can say from a down year perspective. Like, well, there's nobody to take the top off the defense. Well, I mean, we we haven't had somebody to really take the top off the defense in two years, and they're in two straight Super Bowls. And so if this is a down year and they're going back to the Super Bowl, I'm good with that because in down years, you you look at the New England Patriots, what happened to them in down years? I was kind of going through the, the um, I don't know, the playoff brackets. I found myself down a rabbit hole. You know, you get down one of those things, and I'm looking at the Patriots. People assume that they were the number one seed every single year, right? And and they weren't. I mean, I, I'm looking yeah, at somewhere. The, yeah, they were the number one seed and in the AFC Championship game every year. But that they weren't, though. That's the thing. Like, like you go back and look at, like, down years for the Patriots. Down years for the Patriots were being, like, a four seed, right? Being a, a, a team that wasn't the number one seed or missing the playoffs, right? In this run so far for the Chiefs where they are, they haven't missed the playoffs yet. You you do realize that the year after they won the Super Bowl, I don't believe the New England Patriots made it back to the playoffs the following year. And so this is an organization that has consistently remained on top. I'm talking about the Chiefs. Even the New England Patriots, who had their run, didn't make it to the postseason every year. Tom Brady had his knee shredded one year, didn't make it to the playoffs. The year after they won the Super Bowl, didn't make the They weren't the one seed every single time. And so you know this offseason, Josh, as soon as it ends, this team is going to go out and get better. We're talking about a Super Bowl team that nobody could beat in the postseason, that everybody wrote off for dead, and they're standing in the Super Bowl with this team. And when you're the rest of the AFC and you look around and you go, oh, my God, Brett Veach is going to go get T. Higgins. Brett Veach is going to go draft a wide receiver. Brett Veach is going to improve this team. And there's not many guys that could potentially be coming off the books. Obviously, Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed are a conversation that we need to have. But I think what this means for the rest of the AFC, you're effed, man. Like, if you're in the AFC right now, you had a quote-unquote down year for the Chiefs. And you could not knock them off. You could not beat them. And there's an old song lyric, opportunities come but once in a lifetime, right? You got to take a... George Strait. George Strait sang that song, right? You had a chance to beat them in a down year, and you didn't. And so the opportunity was there. It's once in a lifetime. Nobody took advantage of it. 
And now the Chiefs are going to reload this offseason, bring back Travis Kelsey and the band and Andy Reid and everybody all together, and you're going to get better. You're going to have better offensive weapons than you did this year, and you were this close to having 2,000-yard receivers and Pacheco rushing for 1,000 yards. And and you're going to tell me they're not going to reload? This was the opportunity, AFC. You had your chance at a down year, and what did the Chiefs do? They kicked your ass, and they made it back to the Super Bowl, and next year ain't going to be easy. Next year ain't going to be a down year for these guys. In year one of all these coaches. Yeah, year exactly. Year two of the other guy. Yeah. In the West. In again. the West, yeah. Just to start there, so I take it. Um, the, Chief, the, the, the number hasn't swung Chiefs way just yet. I think it eventually will, but opening it at, at two and a half, awesome. Yep. Even still, I mean, if you can get to the end of the week and it's still them, mm-hmm. great. One, I tell the players it's, I mean, they know, but I tell the players you, that you open as a dog. Two and a half point underdog. You're a dog again. They, however it opens is however they feel, right? You always say trust your gut, right? Your your initial thought usually is the right thought. And the Vegas odd makers don't have much, uh, don't have much to, uh, to say about you guys right now because they're giving you a, a, an underdog, right? They're giving you a two-and-a-half-point underdog. So mm-hmm. that's, what, that's where we are right now. And, and I was listening to some stuff yesterday. I tried to bounce around. I listened to a little Baltimore, and they were complaining about Embiid not playing over the weekend, so I knew they were definitely checked out of what happened on Sunday, right? I listened to they didn't, they didn't play the Wizards, did they? Uh, no, they played Colorado, actually. And they so were complaining. why did Baltimore care? Well, because it was a big game on Saturday night and Embiid didn't play. I don't know, Josh. It's bad sports talk radio. I'm just going to put it out there. That's, <laughs> Listen well, to Grandpa. Really like, I, was trying, I was trying to figure out how it affected them. It didn't. It doesn't. No, okay. no. Right. But no, I think probably they just didn't want to talk about the Ravens okay. at that point in time. Okay. You know, they were doing well, one of those whip arounds with music underneath where they were talking well, about headlines. And, you know, right? But anyway. But anyway, so they were talking about that. So I bounced out of that. I went over to Detroit for a little bit. People were screaming and they couldn't get the phones to work. So I kind of bounced out of that one. And then I was listening in a, a little bit in, in New York yesterday on our sister station, WFAN, with the Odyssey app. And I get in the car and I, I, and, I, and I hear the guy go, well, I'm taking San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I think they're the better team. And I'm thinking to myself, are you stupid? Like, I, like really? Like, if, if you're sitting down and thinking that San Francisco and Brock Purdy is the better team than Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs based on the run that they just went on, shutting down Tua, Allen, and Jackson – well, then you're just a hater, and Love you're looking for too. something different. To Allen and Jackson. To Allen and Jackson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was actually Allen Jackson who started that band. With Tua? With Tua. Oh, Tua okay. came in late. Okay. So you had Tua, Allen, and Jackson. It was okay. Allen, Jackson, and Tua. Um, and so um, I'm listening to that. I'm like, okay, why are you thinking the 49ers are going to win this game? What evidence have we seen over the course of this postseason that says, you know what the smart play is? Picking against Patrick Mahomes, picking against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd love to know right now the logic that people are going to use to pick against the Chiefs. Can you come up with any true logic of what people will say of why they're picking against the Chiefs? Because San Francisco has a subpar quarterback to ours. They have a subpar head coach to ours. They got a really nice running back. Christian McCaffrey's a hell of a player. Ours ain't bad either. You know, but ours isn't bad, <laughs> right? Like, our guy's pretty darn good. Yeah. Our tight end is better than your tight end. Yes. Debo Samuel, yes, he's pretty good. But other than that, what is what is the reason why you're going to sit here on the Monday after Championship Sunday where the Chiefs went into the crab cake out there and, 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 and shut down Lamar Jackson and, and held him to, what, 10 points in that game, and Patrick Mahomes is on the offensive side making plays? Like, 
How can you justify picking against the Chiefs right now? Maybe I'm living in Homerville, well, but the, tell me why. Because your belief was that all year. That San Francisco is really, really good. So why would you come off of it now? But, but, but Josh, and, and that's the ultimate sports talk radio like crutch right there. Well, I've said it all season long. Yeah, but evidence changes, yeah. and it's okay to change. It's not being a flip flopper. It's taking the evidence that you see and going. Well, I wasn't right at the beginning of the year and by I this. Sold like the Chiefs short. Yeah, and you and you, but but like, are people still holding on and saying, "Well, I still think the Jets are going to the playoffs." I mean, Aaron Donald went yeah. down in the first four plays of the game. Aaron might believe they are going to the playoffs. Uh, Dan Patrick, not among those on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. He says uh, Mahomes has entered rarefied air. As I said, for many, many years, felt like a couple of decades. I'd never bet against Tom Brady. I'd never bet against Patrick Mahomes. He has elevated to that status. And there aren't many people in that uh, category there. It doesn't take long to call roll, but he's there. Okay. Be there. That's a smart play. Yeah, make. like stop, stop, just stop. And and you know what? Yeah, teams are going to lose games. It happens. But Patrick Mahomes is winning at a clip that has never been seen before, not just in the regular season, but in the postseason as well. This guy has the DNA of knowing how to win and going out there and crushing his opponents. That's what Patrick Mahomes understands. That's the difference in this game. I don't know if Brock Purdy knows how to kill the opponent. I know for a fact that Kyle Shanahan doesn't know how to finish off an opponent. No, no. But we know Patrick well, Mahomes does. now he's does. got the comeback, so he's got that portion. If he's blown leads, now, now he's got the comeback. He had a comeback him. against a meathead who was listening to nerds in the booth tell him about stats and analytics. Had Dan Campbell coached football like a normal football coach and not like that guy down in Tampa who pulled Blake Snell out of the World Series, the Lions would be playing the Chiefs this week. Take the points. Spags in the Rushmore? We'll discuss next. Fesco in the morning. I don't even know who Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen's exactly who you think he is. Who is he? Uh, just a middle-aged white guy. Yeah, but what does he do? Like, <laughs> is he, He's the Saints coach, right? Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. Well, I'll tell you what, the weather was great yesterday, but you know what happens. It snows, it ices, it rains, and you go out of town, and the last thing you want to do is have to clean off your car when you get back. Or even if you travel during the summer, the last thing you want to do is leave your car in a lot where the sun beats down on it for a week or a couple of days while you're gone and ruins that interior. You need to park at Park and Go because they have all covered parking. Every spot at Park and Go is covered and they have more covered parking on the way. I love Park and Go not only because of the covered parking, but because of the customer service. These guys are fantastic. What they do is they have the online bookparkandgo.com. Go there, make your reservation after you make your flight reservation and prepay online you'll get their lowest possible rate and then you're set to go and when you get the park and go they'll tell you exactly where to park you'll pull into that spot and as soon as you get there the van will meet you and take you right to the airport terminal and it is so easy and relaxing and when you get back park and go really shines grab your bags walk off the plane and boom there's the bus get on it and they take you right back to the trunk of your car and it's all at your area's best airport parking destination park and go Always the best service and always the best price at bookparkandgo.com. Fast and hassle-free. Reserve your spot today at bookparkandgo.com. Man, it sucks to be a Raider fan. I mean, just in general, it sucks. 
Uh, luckily, there aren't any in Las Vegas. No, that's true. There's none out so there. You won't really have to encounter them if you go to the go to the game, which is great. But the Super Bowl is going to be in their stadium, mm-hmm. where the Chiefs haven't lost. Right. Where they've yet to play a a, a playoff game. That's correct. Um, you know, your flag's buried under the under the stadium. Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You that's that's your building. You own it. And then the Niners, who used to be your bitter next door neighbor and hated rival, are going there too. I didn't even think about that angle of it, right? San Francisco and Oakland that were rivals, really right? <laughs> like you know, yeah. Like that kind of split the area. Well, that know? that's like the Kansas Missouri type of yeah. of, of line yeah. out there. Like Oakland hates San Francisco. San Francisco hates Oakland. And so the fact that the end zones in in, in uh, Las Vegas are going to have Kansas City and San Francisco in them just is is oh, glorious. Yeah. I mean, again, there won't be any, any Raider fans in Vegas, <laughs> but the LA ones that still care will be awfully mad, and it'll be great. Or right? the Oakland ones. Uh, I saw somebody tweeted this too. I don't remember who it was. This is another payback for that bus lamp stunt. I thought we're still paying back for that. Yeah. That's great. Well, you know what they say, payback's a bitch, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, you should have taken that lap because right. this is this is part of your payback too. Just glorious. Do you it's think Mark glorious. Davis gets a fresh haircut for the game, or do you do you think he even shows up to the game? Because if I'm Mark Davis right now well, and, and I've got I'm my own host. thing going on, I'm not showing up to that I'm thing. The host. You're in my place. Is, you, so yeah. you think he's going to be there? Yeah, huh? Yeah. All right. I'd, I'd I'd be interested to see if he, I don't if think he does show up. The Al Flame or anything, but well, they may. I mean, it's the only Super Bowl they're going to get to and see and take care of. Yeah, you're you're hosting. I mean, it's not like he's going to be at a, you know, airport slot machine, right? Hanging out while the game's going on. I don't think. Well, what what I would like to have seen, and and you know, this is obviously revisionist history. I would have now liked to have seen the Chiefs be able to play in that Super Bowl in L.A. So we could have said we played more uh, postseason games in L.A. than the Chargers and more postseason games in Las Vegas than the Raiders. Wow. See, that would have been. The ideal thing, obviously, Denver and Kansas City are not going to be hosting the Super Bowl anytime soon. But I, I would love to have seen that as a possibility uh, for for that as well. So we could just say we really do own the AFC because we're winning Super Bowls in the opposing team's buildings as well. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just hope, hope, hope that Al Davis's son, Mark, doesn't show up because I don't know that I could stomach it, Josh. If, like, if the Super Bowl was here and it was the Raiders taking on I don't know the Dallas Cowboys. Let's just say, do you think Clark Hunt wants to be a part of that? No, no, no. That's one you send. You send Mark Donovan. Yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, but I don't know. If, I don't yes. know if if Mark's got one of those. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Is there a CEO or something that runs the organization? I don't know. It feels like he does. I he don't know. does. Yeah, but I, that's one right. <laughs> I'd be like, here are the keys. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you go do the you thing. Go, you go um, host the NFL. I'm, I'm going like, on vacation. Uh, I can't do this because my yeah. dad wouldn't have been happy. Like, Lamar wouldn't funny. have shown up to that, right? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Well, he wouldn't that. have shown up to that. All right, you had, uh, you had a, a bizarre hypothetical running through your head. Yeah. Considering it's January, not June or Well, I mean, I think, I think this, this kind of applies, though. Like, we're watching Steve Spagnuolo probably coach better than we've ever seen a coordinator coordinate before here in Kansas City, right? I mean, what he's doing right now and what he's done so far this season has been nothing short of remarkable. Now, he's not being recognized by the NFL because he's not a 34-year-old nerd, um, but he is um, he's a genius. He is a defensive genius. And, an architect, as and, it were. An architect, an architect, as he, as, as he said, right? And so I was thinking about this yesterday, or actually I was thinking about this on Sunday after they they won the AFC, and Steve Spagnuolo's talking to you, and I'm listening to him, and I'm watching what this defense has done 
not just in the playoffs, but but all season long. I mean, the, the defense is the reason why we're sitting here right now. And I thought to myself, when you start to think about the best coaches in Kansas City sports history, is Steve Spagnolo included in your Spags Rushmore? And and I think there are two coaches that are on that list that you can't argue with, Hank Stram and Andy Reid, right? Those are the two, in my opinion, that are severely planted, squarely planted, however the hell you want to say it, on the Mount Rushmore of Kansas City coaches. Hank Stram took the team to two Super Bowls, dominated uh, the AFL. Hank Stram's on there. Andy Reid, we clearly see what he's done on there. And then before Sunday, I was thinking, well, Ned Yost would be on that, that, that Mount Rushmore because he won the World Series here in Kansas City. And then I put Peter Vermees on there because I think sometimes we forget how freaking good Peter Vermees is. Did you realize he's third all-time in MLS and wins with 195? Third all-time. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, incredible. There's a lot of teams that go through a lot of coaches in that league. Yeah, I understand, yeah. but it doesn't take away from no, his no, accomplishments. Saying he They're the been, premier he is, organization, he right? The, he has stood the test of time. Yeah, sure. and they've done some really good things. 11 winning seasons that Peter Vermees has had. Like, so he's up there as well. Could you, would you, and should you? And I'm asking you guys this because I think Josh and I differ on this. Would you take Ned off and put Spags on when you start when you start to talk about the four greatest coaches in Kansas City sports history? Because you look at Ned, as good as he was with those World Series, the rest of it wasn't that great, right? I mean, like 500, 500 under 500 or something like that. So I think you could make the case, at least I could, to put Steve Spagnuolo up there, who's been to four Super Bowls in five years and is coordinating a defense like nobody's business right now and shutting down three great quarterbacks. I could make the case that Steve Spagnuolo may be ahead of Ned on the four greatest coaches of Kansas City. It's tough because he's not a head coach. Yeah. Okay, so I I tend to lean towards head coach on this list, but Mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, I look at football and I say, do I feel like there's more involvement in, like, what you do in a game? Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm I'm not saying baseball managers roll out the ball and, you know, roll out the bats and... You know, carry the bag with the helmets in it and right. in the dugout and say, all right, boys, let's go put together a lineup. And there's walk very away. little that a manager but does. There's always that debate. Like how, how influential are you? A good manager. How influential are you? Is it right. Five games. Is it? They always say a manager is like a 10 game difference, right? right? It's not a ton. Right. Um, and I'm thinking, well, I've seen spags within the context of a game. Right. Physically change what they're doing. And right. I'm like, and if he's not doing that, no offense to the players, but they're just going to play, mm-hmm. right? Right. If he doesn't get them to where they, if he doesn't see the path they need to be on. I mean, he's calling they, every do they, play. Do they get there? Uh, so I think there's a little more nuances to being in football than baseball. Yeah, no so question. that's why I would probably give the nod. And then also, they wouldn't be winning this, these super, no offense to Patrick Mahomes are on the cusp of three without that move to Spags. Right. Exactly. So you're starting to come around a little you know bit to mean? my side on this Without one, the right? Move to Spags, would they have two and now a chance at a third Super Bowl? Yeah, I no, don't think the so. No. The answer's no. Especially not this year. You could absolutely 100% make the case this year alone, the Chiefs have an opportunity to win another championship, and it's because of Steve Spagnolo. And 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 I don't know who number two would be on that list, right? Patrick Mahomes probably. Well, I think, but I Steve think Spagnuolo, I would say the offense getting to the narrow 
focus they're into now. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. I mean, took they them all year to get there, they, right? Yeah, but yeah. if they didn't, if they didn't get there for the postseason, we wouldn't be. We talking, would be talking, we about, be talking about postseason either. You're but right. Overall, like I'm just saying, the switch to Spags initially mm-hmm. and the impact that had right off the jump. Yes, they yeah. got different players too, and they brought in a new mindset and all those things. I'm not discounting any of that. But and look, they have a lot of first round draft yeah. picks and first day picks on that defense. That too. was a that was a team that got a long way that made the change. Right. The they difficult did. change in a coordinator spot to go. Nope, this is the direction we needed to go, and look what look what's happened. Look what happened. So I, mean, I can't discount that. Yeah. So I, I just I just have to think right now that Steve Spagnuolo has to be on that Mount Rushmore. And again, it's nothing against Ned because he managed that team I brilliantly think it's through and baseball to me a little bit. And and it, so. it, it is. It, you're right about that. So, but I mean, but when you think about what Ned did for the Royals, I mean, he he managed that team through a lot of crisis. And I then, mean, you and know, you parents can, dying, and you know, Jordano Ventura, and all that kind of stuff. May question the soccer portion of it, and I'll tell you, there's nobody that has to do more than that, like that soccer. That soccer group. Right. Now they have expanded things over the years and added whatever, but, but they used time, to have no assistance. It was like it was like four people doing everything. Yeah, scouting contracts, like the old days of the coaching. NFL. Yeah, yeah, they had they had no support staff. Right, and it was Vermees and a few of his trusted assistants that have all all been there as well. That had to do. This. It's so much work. It is like you're putting together an entire franchise right and I, I can't I can't discount that one either so. I, I think also too which is interesting about that is we just don't appreciate Peter Vermees enough and what he's been able to accomplish because soccer isn't you know one of the top sports if you will on everybody's mind but Peter Vermees has been brilliant I mean if Peter Vermees was the head coach of the Chiefs or the Royal or the manager of the Royals and doing what he's done over there at Sporting Kansas City he'd be looked at as a deity in this town and a deity in the sport and I think he is in soccer because that's how good he's been so he's on my Mount Rushmore I got Stram I got Reed, and I think I'm putting Spags up there. If they go and win this Super Bowl, Josh, it's hard to say Steve Spagnuolo is not on the Mount Rushmore of uh, of coaches in Kansas City. So, I mean, how do you guys feel about it on the Jay Southland Tow Service text line? Are you in or are you out on that one? Does Ned take precedence because he's the manager? Does Steve Spagnuolo get the nod because he's the head coach of the defense yeah. too, you know? Uh, if MVS is Frank, is Tony D. I'll explain next. Fesco in the morning. There was no... Keeping you awake starting at 6. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So long. 
superpowers. Rap 225,000 hours. Get a calculator, do the math. I made a thousand songs. So, uh, Andy Reid addressed the uh, Kadarius Tony Instagram Live or whatever he put out. Yeah. He was asserting that he wasn't, the Chiefs were lying about his injury and. It was it was kind of cryptic and bizarre, and mm-hmm. a little bit on brand for some of the stuff he's done. Oh, I mean, he's been fighting media. on social media with giant fans right? for years. Yeah. So uh, Andy Reid was was asked about, you know, the assertion that his injury was made up. You know, obviously he's been on the injury report. So I mean, I I got that that part as uh, that's not made up by any means. But he's been working through some things and. Um, he'll, uh, you know, he'll be back out there. Hmm. He's been working through some things. Clearly we saw on Instagram. Yeah. I have no interest in this gentleman at all. I think the chiefs after that Instagram video should cut him. The chiefs are being very nice in this situation, Josh. You know, I was talking with some guys yesterday about Kadarius Tony and they're, they're, you know, obviously this became a topic because of the Instagram video. Do you think they're making up the injury? I said, well, there's a lot of times in sports you see injuries that happen just to create roster spots, right? It happens a lot. And, and I think that's the nice way of doing business. The Chiefs could have very well come out and said, look, we're not playing this guy anymore because he sucks. We, You saw him against Detroit on opening day, and it never got better, right? This they, guy is a were, human turnover. There were plenty of opportunities. Yes, there's an injury. He's not in the pecking order. He's not He's not a guy that we're utilizing right now. And they, they could have cut him and sent him on his merry way. When you do it this way, you're trying to help that guy out a little bit. You're trying to allow him to save face. So when you do cut him or move on from him or try to trade him and somebody says, well, what was wrong? You say, well, he's banged up all year. He's injured all year. And once he's healthy, he's going to be a good player. It's just it's not working here. And, and sometimes personalities don't mix. Now, we've seen Kadarius Tony fail in two different organizations. This is a Kadarius Tony problem. This is not a Chiefs problem. This wasn't a Giants problem. This is a Kadarius Tony problem, okay? And so when you're at this spot right now and it's the this late in the season and you're put on the injured list or whatever it is, just kind of keep your mouth shut, man. And and don't say anything that's going to ruin your chances of, of, of continuing your career. Don't release Instagram videos and don't do stupid stuff like that. That's going to get you in trouble or wear out your welcome with the team that you're on right now, potentially not create another opportunity on another team because people keep talking about this guy's talent. It's becoming to the point of Mondesi right now where he may have all the talent in the world, but he's just not a guy that you can rely on and a guy that you can count on. There's really no reason to have him on a roster in the NFL. I don't think Kadarius Tony has earned the opportunity to be on a roster going forward in the NFL. He's done nothing on the field that says, oh, yeah, that's a guy that I want on my team. And then at this time of the year, if you're you have an injury and you could say, you know, can you can you massage the the reasoning? Right. They're, they are doing you a favor. They are. Absolutely. They're, they're, they are. They're in a way, shielding you from criticism. Correct. Right. Right. That's exactly you right. You know, you, you can't really criticize him. He's right. not playing. He's not playing. I mean, now sometimes that can be held against you, too, if you're oft injured and right. you can't go and what have you. Those things mount up. But I, I would think for him, they're kind of saving you from yourself. Yeah. You've shown you're not reliable. Mm-hmm. They're taking... <laughs> taking this tool out of the toolbox and, and and it also prevents them from using using it which I don't 
really mind. It's more this, about helping themselves, instance, I think. In this instance as well, and they're kind of allowing you to save face, but you come out and you do something like this, even if it's veiled and even if it's whatever, I would be like, okay, that's it. Yeah. Give me, give me a guy that you know is going to go out there and catch the ball every single time versus a guy like Kadarius Tony who may break a big one, but more often than not, he's going to screw something up. I mean, he's responsible, Josh, for arguably the dumbest play in Chiefs history. I don't have any FOMO with this guy. I hope they don't either. I, I don't either. Like, I didn't have any FOMO with Mondesi. I don't have any FOMO with Kadarius Tony. They gave him an opportunity. They gave him a chance. They allowed him to come in here and revitalize his career, had a couple of big moments last year, but he seems to be a guy that doesn't um, understand how to wear in his welcome, right? He seemingly has a great way of wearing out his welcome. And so I'm just done with Kadarius Toney. I'm done with the athlete that is not reliable. I'm done with the guy that only, you know, like, and I hate to use this guy as an example, like Dexter McCluster. Everybody was always like, oh my God, Dexter McCluster, the FOMO with Dexter McCluster, right? And it'd be second and two and he'd run a one yard pattern and get blown up and, you know, drop the football or whatever, right? And and so you eventually get to that point where you're like, okay, maybe you do have talent, but you don't have NFL talent and you don't have the ability to harness that NFL talent and create big plays. And I think that's where Kadarius Tony is right now. Does he have talent? You bet he does. He's in the NFL, but does he have the ability to have NFL talent and be an effective player? And the answer to that question is a flat out no. And so I would be fine walking away with from Kadarius Tony at the end of the longest season and not caring. Retu- longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Great. I'll take that. Great. Set it up. That's it. Yeah. But how long are you Done. supposed to allow a guy? Because eventually, like my mother always used to tell me, you can do 99 good things. And the one bad thing you do is what people remember. Right. And, and for Kadarius Tony, he did that one great thing with that punt return, right? And then scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But since then, since the Super Bowl last year, he's been a human turnover. He's been somebody you can't rely on. And arguably, and maybe not even arguably, he cost the team two games this year, right? He cost the team the Lions game in the opener of the season. And he cost us the Buffalo Bills game because he was lined up offsides. So you take those two games away and Kadarius Tony not involved in those two games. Well, you're probably going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but oh. you're doing it at home. Oh, wait. You're, you're, you're going the home oh, route, oh, right? Oh, you didn't have to go on the road. and We'd still be talking about if Patrick Mahomes could win a road playoff yeah, yeah, game yeah. because you give yourself two more wins, right? What did they finish? 11 and six this year. Mm-hmm. Two more wins, 11, 12, 13, 6. You're 13 and 4. And what did the Ravens win? 12 this year, whatever it was. You're hosting playoff games. You're the number one seed. 13, and, but I think they didn't try in the last game, right? Right, exactly. And and so you're the number one seed. You're hosting the playoff games. Buffalo's getting beat here. I mean, it worked out obviously in a, in a great way because we're going back to the Super Bowl. But Kadarius Tony is single-handedly responsible for two losses this year. And when you work so hard as a team to have a guy cost you two games because he's dumb doesn't help the situation. And by dumb, I mean, if you can't line up on sides in an NFL game as a wide receiver, that's dumb. Learn how to line up on sides. It's the dumbest play in Kansas City sports history. Well, I mean, this side of this is- Was I? That's still my number one. That's my butt fumble. Tough to D, beat out D, Ken Harvey's dumb plays. D, D Ford. Ken Harvey gave you some gave you some dumb plays, but I mean the, the man got stuck behind a tarp. The moment of 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 D. 
Yeah. Versus Tony being in the regular season to me out outshadows it. So sure. It's still, the, the playoff. I one, mean, I don't yeah. want you screwing up in the biggest moment. Mm-hmm. I don't just just to get out the top of the chart for me, but because I don't, I don't. After this, this has been there's been multiple social media things, right? Those are distractions. Mm-hmm. I eliminate distractions. Absolutely. If I'm a coach, I don't mm-hmm. want this stuff. This would be my last draw. Like, I don't care what you could give us. We're, I'm not, I'm not trying this again. Right. Now, so I you will. Can come, you can come practice every day, but I'm, right. not, I'm not doing this. I will say the magnitude, like from like lining up offsides on defense, is a, is a skosh more acceptable than an offensive guy. Oh, yeah. That's just blatantly stupid. Yeah. Like, you're an offensive player. Okay, <laughs> seriously, dude, like know where the line I of scrimmage is. I don't need you to get the head start lined up six yards wide. Right. I don't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. But like from a defensive lineman standpoint, you look down that line, you kind of feel like you're on sides a little bit. There's no ref to ask when you're truly on defense. Offensive players legitimately can turn to a neutral party and say, am I on sides? And Let's he did not do up. that. And he didn't like like you. You really, really have to be. um you know, not paying attention or not in the game or whatever the case may be to be an offensive player and line up offsides. Because when they called that penalty, you were probably like me and everybody else in that stadium going, I've never seen that before, (laughs) right? You see defensive players line up offsides all the time. When was the last time you saw an offensive player flag for lining up offsides? No, that's just so that's bad. That's ignorant. Bad, 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 bad. And then after that, it happened a couple more times. Yeah, then you started to yeah, see it around the league. Yeah, you started to see it right? way more yeah. often. Because yeah. the league's like, well, we better start calling this. Yeah, people are calling everybody, so we're not just calling it right. the Chiefs. Right, just calling it on the Chiefs. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I'm, he's, he's on my I don't need list for this. And and the social media thing and having to go, if I were ha- having to go and answer questions about a guy yeah. who's not playing that may have done something, something on social media, I'm like, see yeah, ya. See you later. Like, if I'm I Andy, I'm your gonna, you're done. We've got our, our offense narrowed. We're good. We're good. We We're don't good need here. you here anymore. But but thanks for coming. Appreciate so you being here. They may give him a shot. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't. Right. That's just me. Right. Uh, so we got the rematch coming up. Eight total players on each team remain, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. But then it also shows you as well that things turn over fast in the NFL. Right. <laughs> Eight total players rem- remain for the uh, the Chiefs that face the 49ers. Uh, Mahomes, Kelsey Jones, uh, McCole Hardman, mm-hmm. Blake Bell, uh, Butker and Winchester, and Nick Allegretti. Allegretti, baby, let's go. He can get the start. We're on the uh, we're on the team that that uh, beat San Francisco. That 40- was four years ago. That Super Bowl again. How fast rosters turn over at a clip of thirty three percent per year. Yep. Uh, Niners, uh, Arik Armstead, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Kyle Justick. Uh, their punter, Wishnowski, our old producer, yep, Ryan, Ryan, um, and uh, Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw at linebacker. Those are the eight that remain from from San Francisco. Has Fred Warner been playing since the Jerry Rice days? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. He was there. Yeah. I like. Wasn't there like a Fred Warner or something like that at KU at one point on the football team? Like a Fred Warner, maybe, or there, there's something like that name rings a bell. I want to say there was long snapper. I don't know. I don't know. There was a Werner that. Maybe got an NFL sniff. Was like there crazy? like a Fred Roll or something oh. over there? Like anyway, Fred Warner seems like a throwback linebacker. It, it anyway. does, I mean, right? And he Fred is Warner. like, yeah. I love him. I, if if he walked up today and said, "I'm joining the Chiefs," I'd be ecstatic. I think Fred Warner's a hell of a football player, so I would take him here 
in a heartbeat. But the San Francisco 49ers, as you mentioned, eight guys as well. The roster turnover is remarkable. And so people want to talk about this being a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, from a laundry standpoint, but from a player standpoint, 16 of the 106 players that are going to be active on game day are returning and that's it in four years. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to seize these opportunities. And, and when I hear people, you know, not truly enjoying what's going on right now with the Kansas city chiefs, think to yourself four years ago, there were a lot of guys that were on this roster that are nowhere to be found right now. Uh, this comes in from our, our buddy, Scott. Ed Warner was the OC for Mangino at one that's point. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. right. That's right. They went to Notre Dame and yes. Ohio State and bounced around. Yes. And, yeah. I knew there was Ed Warner. Yeah. Yeah. I knew yeah, there yeah. was somebody. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, spelling. Scott. Different spelling, but it was, it was Warner, yeah. not a Warner. But yeah. yeah. But, but that's something like of? that. I think, okay. I think that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yes. That would make that would make sense. Yeah. So. I think so, man. I, I so absolutely. Thank, thank you for the. Yeah. For the. Uh, <laughs> well, Filling in the pieces of a blank memory. Yeah, you just, you, know, you just start to think, like, I know that name. I, I Why do I know that guy? Yeah. In the same vein, 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDF, HD2, Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Yeah. In case I hadn't already done that because it was, you know, a minute ago. Yeah. I might have. I did might you? Have. I don't know. Uh, I bet you did. No. I don't even remember at that point. I don't know that you All right, did. All uh, right, Bob, you got some, uh, some gossip for us? Well, gossip? yeah. I mean, this is the stuff I'm hearing when it comes to uh, the stadium stuff right now. And have you seen any commercials yet for the, for the you know, go out and vote for the stadium? Anybody? Bueller? Anybody? Have you heard any? Have you seen any? I know they had that news dump Friday video they put but out. That, or maybe a Saturday morning yeah. video. I didn't watch it. No, but, but other than that, have you seen like, <laughs> have you seen or heard from the Chiefs or the Royals telling us still what they're looking for in the this new stadium venture that we're getting. I know we, the Royals want a downtown stadium, but we don't know where yet, right? Unless that came out during the Chiefs game, I don't know. Um, I haven't heard it really what the Chiefs want to use this money for right now, right? And so I was talking to a source over the weekend that's tied in with what's going on in the stadium situation on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitive nature of the subject. I think I got that disclaimer right. And, um, and, and, and I was told that there's a belief now that at least one team, or maybe both, aren't really interested in seeing this vote pass because because they believe there may be a better deal out there right now than the three eight cent sales tax in Jackson County. What that better deal is, I don't know. You're looking at me kind of like, what are you talking about? Who knows? Again, have you seen either team go out there and say, please vote for this on April 2nd? My frustration comes with, and why are we voting on anything? Well, and that, and th- th- yeah, right. I mean, I'm glad we get the opportunity to if, vote if, on if, it. If the team side... And then anybody involved in the the county side mm-hmm. has questions as what are we doing? Like maybe Frank White was right. You know what are we? Why are we voting? Right. But um. But so then I I kind of got into a conversation. And like, I'm saying we, even though I don't love. Yeah. Jackson even though you live, I'm just saying county. why is there a vote if if anything is not resolved then. Delay it. Right. There's no, there's no need. There's no need. There's no need, but it's on the ballot and it's going to be voted on. And and I'm also told by, by some folks, like if this thing doesn't pass on April 2nd, I'm told the governor of Kansas, Laura Kelly is prepared to push a one cent tax for the entire state of Kansas to lure the chiefs across the state line. Like if this thing doesn't pass for the folks in Missouri that are afraid of losing the teams to Kansas, there becomes a real fear of losing your team across state lines if this thing doesn't pass and I'm not putting fear tight, you vote for whatever you want to do now for the Royals. I'm not sure what happens, right? If it does fail, they'll, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board. They're still under lease till 2031 out at Kauffman stadium or whatever it is. But the more I think about it, like if this vote fails and you don't get that three, eight cent sales tax, 
I'm becoming more and more on board, if you will, with the Royals saying, you know what? We're going to go out to Johnson County and build our baseball stadium down there, just like the Braves did. I mean, we've heard uh, John Sherman talk about the battery in Atlanta a lot with this one. And as much as I would love downtown baseball, I also understand that the the battery district may make the most sense for the Royals right now, building it out in the suburbs. Which to me is the perplexing part of the star building area. Yeah, right. That, I don't think that gives you the space to do that stuff. or it, it's, it, it's plugging a stadium in an existing district. Right. It, it, yeah, that you're so going to have to relocate if, if, people with. Yeah, that too. Uh, but if you wanted to do all the other stuff. Right. If you wanted to have a development as a part of it, well, you put it where there ain't. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. You put it where there ain't. And, and and I just think I was going through the numbers yesterday. Johnson County, Kansas is the 80th wealthiest county in America based on per capita income. They're 45th in the country. Right. That's pretty high up there. Um, Jackson County is the ninth wealthiest county in Missouri. So the money, obviously, is in Johnson County. And if you're going to build bars and you're going to build restaurants and you're going to build all this stuff, you want to go to a place where it will get utilized. And I think it has more of an opportunity, Josh, to get utilized in Johnson County than it does downtown. Because from what I'm understanding is the East Village thing kind of got pushed on the back burner because the city's like, well, the P&L's not doing great and they're losing money and we don't want to compete with P&L. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what's the difference of the Star Building or the East Village? It's still all right there with P&L tied in. So if this thing doesn't pass, I wouldn't be surprised to see Laura Kelly say, all right, here's what we're going to try to get through in the state of Kansas, which would still be needed to vote on by the citizens in the state of Kansas. But also from a baseball standpoint, if I'm John Sherman, maybe I'm taking my bill and I'm going out south to, you know, where Blue Hawk is right now and I'm building my ballpark district out there. I mean, they're giving the the, the city and the county and, and everybody every opportunity to, to vote for this, and, and you can do what you want at the polls. I'm not telling how how anybody to vote. If it passes, great, wonderful, we're fantastic, it's golden. If it doesn't pass, then we got a lot of questions that we need to answer because my goal is to keep the teams in the metro, not allow them to have the opportunity to have a wandering eye, if you will, to Nashville or someplace else. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at a loss to, to search for details on this at this point. I just feel like it's, it's just so convoluted. Mm-hmm. Do you want to stay? Do the teams want to stay? Does the county want to have them? Right. And, have and, 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 and do you, the citizens want them and too? The yeah. want it, and you, do, you, do you have that worked out? And then fine, go ahead and vote. If right. you don't, then don't. I, there shouldn't be a vote. But I, I don't know if the citizens want this. I haven't seen any polling or anything like that. It's, 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 it'll be interesting. And again, if, if this is, like, we're talking about two months, right? Because it's February now, and this vote's in April. That's two months. That's like 60-some days away. You would think there would be this blitz on media and whatnot saying, vote yes, vote yes, vote yes from the teams. And I've not seen anything. And we've not heard the details yet either. Mm -hmm. And that's confusing to me and concerning as well. A couple of uh, really good texts coming in. One, (laughs) you mentioned, was there a Warner around KU? And someone says, you're thinking of Time Warner. Oh, my God, that's great. Which is a great test. That is fantastic. Nicely well done, done by, you. by you. Yeah, that is um, great. Take the then, rest of the day yeah. off. And there are some some technically uh, either were Chiefs or Charverius Ward's now a Niner. Yeah. Played in the game. Correct. Chiefs. But wasn't on the the Niners then. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, Mike Pinnell, who's week to week on the Chiefs this year, probably will be activated for this game. Did play in that game. Right. 
So that'd be that'd be one more each, technically for each each squad. And then Derek Nottie, who's now on injured reserve, won't be playing in the rematch, but he was on that team. So mm-hmm. there's a few like qualifiers, I guess, for some other yeah. ones. But but it, it it is a small number considering this doesn't feel like it was all that long ago. Right. Like it still feels really fresh. Like this is how fast the NFL turns it, over. It's it turns over so fast. And again, uh, on the stadium stuff, just to reiterate, this is the stuff that I'm hearing. These are the, the 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 talks that are taking place behind the scenes, and and nothing is 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 set in stone, right? Nothing is set in stone. We still have sixty days to go before the vote. So, but this is just, I just want to give people kind of the the landscape of what the conversation is that's taking place behind the scenes, you know, with this stadium thing, just to kind of put people where they are. Right and, then, now. and somebody said last night at the Kingdom Show that Mark Donovan was encouraging people to vote yes. So, okay, yeah, I didn't catch last night. What are they? What, how much money are they putting in, and what are they doing with that money? Uh, building a stadium some way. Are they building new? Are I they renovating know. Arrowhead? Like, I, I mean, I what, what are the renovations in Taylor? We get one of those cool video boards like Baltimore had. I would hope. One on each side that's large. Yeah. Would be awesome. Because, like, concrete repair doesn't really do it for me. <laughs> yeah, just being honest here. Just concrete, being honest with concrete that. Concrete ain't cheap. Now, I got to give a shout-out to my boy Roman Miller, 16 years old today. Congratulations, Roman. Tell Ralph to let you drive the bus to school today. That would be fun, right? Oh, Going to the Chiefs be, bus. That would be awesome. Right? Wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? Roman, you need to roll up today in the Chiefs bus to school. Yeah, if you're if you have a Chiefs bus, yeah, and your kid turns sixteen, yeah, they're driving that. They're thing. driving the bus to yeah, school, they, right? <laughs> you don't need a CDL or anything for that, right? Just a regular license. I think that's need, in your knee, isn't it? No, that's ACL. Oh, your commercial drivers, you know, oh your, yeah, your truck your, drivers. Well, license, I don't know. You know Ralph is driving that bus around. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, so Ralph, right. uh, let let Roman take the bus to school today. That'll be a big hit. We'll play a little a contender or pretender next. Hey, this is Trey Smith. We'll go with my guy, Bob Fesco, in the morning, starting at 6 on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Well, I'll tell you what. You're looking outside, and it's wintertime, right? And you're thinking, well, in spring, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to put it on the market. And I'm thinking to yourself, why? Why wait till springtime? Everybody's going to be doing it in the spring, right? You want to get your house sold. Let's talk about putting it on the market today. And you've got to talk to my friend Dawn Sharp because she's constantly investing in cutting edge technology and marketing to sell the best homes for the most money. And they can now give you options for your home before you even talk to them. It's so easy. Just go to your phone right now and go to homesforsaleinkc.com and you'll see a button at the top of the page titled, How Much Is Your Home Really Worth? Click on the Find Out button, enter your address, and watch what happens. It takes seconds and they'll tell you how much your home is worth and if you like what they say call my friend Don Sharp and say hey I'm ready to sell my home I heard you talking with Fesco about it the other day get her on your side because she's outstanding constantly constantly taking classes and becoming better educated on everything that's going on in the real estate market her team is the best the Sharp Homes team can give you so many different options if you want to skip the showings and open houses and go straight to sold you can do that and discuss their instant offer program so contact the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home. It's Dawn Sharp with the Sharp Homes team. Google Sharp Homes team or check them out at homesforsaleinkc.com and start packing. Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.